Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this at 544 Eastern Time on Monday evening, and it's been a very busy day for the Federal Reserve. Early this morning, the central bank lived up to its moniker, the lender of last resort. They announced a series of actions to help the U.S. economy during the spread of the pandemic. So a couple of things that may impact you is that the Fed basically said that it's going to go out and not just buy treasury securities, not mortgage-backed securities, but also the Fed is going to buy high quality corporate bonds. Now, this is going to make you happy if you own some corporate debt in your portfolio because that market has fallen apart. The other thing that the Fed is going to do is that it is going to make available a lending facility to small and medium-sized companies. Not a ton of detail on this. They say $300 billion. And essentially, for all intents and purposes, The Fed has just thrown the kitchen sink at this problem. And I suggest if anybody wants to understand this, to watch the 60-minute segment that aired this past Sunday night. Scott Pelley interviewed one of the Fed governors, Neil Kashkari, and he was pretty much on that that same wavelength that, you know what, we're going to do whatever it takes. Essentially, we've got to make sure that we don't let people go broke and we don't let entities go broke. That's what the Fed is saying. Okay. So the Fed did that. Uh, Markets had gone limit down and then they turned around. But at the end of the day, we still didn't have a deal in Congress. And as a result, we saw markets drop on the session. You know, it's a strange time when you think a 3% drop is no big deal. When you look at the S&P 500 and say, hmm, So what? You know, no biggie, Uh, down 3%, down 67 points, you know, big deal, no biggie. It's amazing. It really is. So that's where we are in the marketplace. And I think we're going to keep our eye on what goes on out of Washington, D.C. There could be an announcement, uh, you know, within the next 24 hours. Who knows? But those deals are coming together and, and gosh, we all need it. So I have endeavored to make sure that we take your questions and answer these questions. With that said, let's do that. If you do need some help, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. That is our email address. And Jessica writes, hi, Jill. Some of my friends are going to their banks to get out large sums of cash, fearful that ATMs won't be refilled when they are empty and that credit card companies will impose new lower limits on their cards. I guess the herd mentality hit me. And indeed, I stood in line at my local Chase branch to get more cash than an ATM would dispense in a day. The teller was awesome, telling me everyone's doing it. No worries. I got you. She had 10s and 20s ready for me quickly. I have a safe place in my house for the cash and will redeposit it if I don't need it. But I've already used some to cancel the cleaning person and pay her through July anyway. Social distancing and I can clean my own toilet, especially if my job goes away. What's your take on this run on the banks? And then she writes in all caps, I love you and your pod, Jessica. Jessica, I love you. And thank you so much for writing. I don't think you have to do this. I know that this is, again, that scarcity that is creeping in. And it is very hard to fight it. But we're not going to have a problem with the banks. That's not where the problems are going to lie. And there is going to be cash. And again, I referenced that interview that Scott Pelley did with Neil Kashkari. He's the one who said, hey, you know what? 
don't worry. That they've got. They can print money and they are printing money. So I wouldn't worry about that particular issue. Okay. Okay. This is from Kathleen who says, we've been listening to your podcast. We notice you haven't covered any topics for folks who are already retired. Well, I haven't received an email. So thank you for writing. My wife and I are 66, 67 years old. We receive Medicare and we will start receiving social security in May of this year. Now here's the deal. They got 3 million bucks. Wow. In their IRA account, they've lost a ton of money on paper. We've got a mortgage, 330000 for another 10 years, and the rate is 2.75%. Our monthly expenses are around $15,000 mortgage taxes expenses. We have about $100,000 in cash, and we are very concerned moving forward. We are going to start to take money from our IRA this year to help cover monthly expenses. We do not have any children to leave money to, and we're both in good health. All right, so let's just go back through that, guys. So they spend 15 grand a month. That seems like a lot. Let's think about that for a second. $15,000. So they're spending 180 grand a year and they've got 3 million bucks. I wonder if it's still worth 3 million bucks or not. You know what? You're spending too much money on 3 million. I'll tell you that much. I get maybe your social security is going to help out. I would stop taking 15 grand out of your account. I don't think that that's, I don't think you have enough money to be spending at that level. That's a 6% withdrawal rate. And I think that's too much. Either you're going to have to pull back until you at least get your social security and you should not move everything to a money market. I think what you really need to do is you may want to free up some money just to cover your expenses. You've got to cut down on your expenses. You're spending too much money. If you've got 3 million left and you had, maybe you had 4 million. Maybe you lost a quarter of the value. You think that's right, Mark? You think that they probably lost a quarter? Do you think it's they're probably not even that much? I mean, let's say you had a balance. Maybe they lost a quarter. Let's say they had four million and they were spending 180 grand a year. Let's just presume that for a second, okay? And that was going to be their withdrawal rate. And that's four and a half percent. Still too much. I think you just you, you started your whole process of retirement spending too much money. And um, I don't know if you work with an advisor or uh, a broker, but you need to get busy. You got to free up enough money and and really cut back right now. That's what you got to do. And then you really have to be clear about how much money you can spend. I want that withdrawal rate, the amount of money you pull out of the portfolio to be 3%. Boy, everyone poo-poos me when I say two and a half, three, three and a half percent, right, Mark? They all think I'm totally wimpy. This is why. Everyone thinks it's all going to be, you know, sunshine, unicorns, rainbows. These times happen. Not this time. This is not like the most frequent of occurrence, but bear markets do happen. Andy says that he's about to close on a cash out refi on their home. And he says, our jobs are stable. Our emergency fund is full four months. I'm thinking it's a great time to pull most of our money from the cash out into a total stock market index fund. Ay vey. Is that a good or a bad idea? I don't know what else you have. Um, I think you need more money in an emergency reserve. You have four months. I would rather you have six to 12 months. That's number one. What else do you have? So he says he's a 35-year-old guy, Mark just told me. Still, how much money do you have invested? And how much are you pulling out? That's quite a bet to put out on the table. It might work. I don't know. I'm too wimpy for that bet, but I want more info. Okay, here's Larry. He writes that he just left his job. He was planning on cashing out his 401k. He's 62, 
no early withdrawal. The value has gone down over $500 below the actual contributions, cash out, or better to wait to balance to go up again. Do you mean 500000 or $500? What do you think, Mark? You think there's a typo here? Oh, I see. Mark thinks he's lost all the money he had gained. Uh, I don't know what you need. Um, you're 62. You've left your job. What were you, you know, how much money's in there? If you cash it all out, you're going to pay tax on everything. Do you really need the money? Do you have another job? Are you claiming social security early? Do you have a spouse? Many, many questions. I'm not a big fan of that decision of cashing out unless really bad, bad stuff has gone on. Okay. Brigitte says, like millions of others, I'm trying to decide if I should cut my losses and move my 401k into the money market. I lost almost half my portfolio and I'm going to have to work until I can't move. I'm 62. How do you lose half your portfolio and you're 62? I mean, the market's down by a third. Let's say the market's down by a third. Let's say your corporate bond position's down by some. It's bleeding, she says. Again, Gang, I don't know how you came into this period. I feel like we're hearing from a lot of people who came into this period with maybe too much risk. I need to know kind of what else is going on. Certainly don't put all of your money in your money market. Should we reduce the amount of risk and maybe stick with that lower risk level for the foreseeable future, like as in until you really retire? Maybe. I don't know. More details. Send me as many details as you can. That's what Tam did. Tam followed up because um, was talking about rebalancing. So Tam's 47 years old, has got a family, four kids, 700 grand in an IRA, all in mutual funds. I can't do bonds because they're based on interest, investing in social ethical funds, but a couple of the mutual funds are not performing well. Low performing funds fall short of index. Question, should I sell the low performing funds now and buy the better performing funds or wait for the markets to come up? I don't really understand that that statement, you don't do bonds. I can't do bonds? What does that mean? It means you don't want to do bonds. If you're going to reallocate and you want to get rid of your low-performing funds and you want to go into index funds, I wonder if maybe you picked a, maybe those funds were had way more risk. I don't know what's in those funds. Send us a screenshot of all the funds you have available in the 401k, and then Mark and I are going to follow up with you. We're not going to do it again on the show, but I will follow up with you, okay? But I want to see what what are my fund options, and then let's talk about what's the most appropriate for a 47-year-old with, you know, a good long time horizon, but you're probably more of an aggressive investor. I got to see what's in there before I before I know. Okay. And finally, here is Bob who writes that he loves the show and he just finished my book. Thanks. My wife is 34. I'm 40. We bought a house in Connecticut about a year ago and we just had our second daughter. Fabulous. We have a 30-year fixed rate, four and a quarter percent, no debt otherwise. We both fully invest in our 401ks, now worth about $400,000. That's great. I also invest annually in a backdoor Roth IRA. Fantastic. Together, we earn $320,000 annually. And despite all the new burdens of homeownership and kids so far, our cash flow is still net positive. We started a 529 plan for my two-year-old. We're hoping to increase that over time. Aside from that, we have about $200,000 in cash, which brings me to my question. Given the recent drop in the market, I'm wondering whether and when and how much of this money to put back into a brokerage account. 
I know that I need to keep some portion, probably 50,000 as an emergency reserve. But even before the market dropped, I was planning to start moving the other 150,000 into a taxable investment portfolio. What does Aunt Jill recommend? How quickly or slowly should I move it into the market? What allocation makes the most sense? Should I just keep it in a savings account at least for a few more months? Alternatively, should we use some to further pay down the mortgage or refinance? I'm not so sure I'd be comfortable not having access to it. Maybe no penalty CD. Thanks for your considering my question, Bob. Here's what I think you should do, Bob. You are going to put the money in anyway. I think if you want, you know, probably my guess is that you guys have a more aggressive portfolio in your 401ks. What I would probably do is I would start to look at doing some dollar cost averaging. And let's see if you can take some money every month and put it into a portfolio. Maybe it's just a Vanguard account with, you know, an index fund, a stock index fund and a bond index fund. And you keep a little bit, you keep your money in cash and that cash account, again, it should be six months of your living expenses. I want to be clear about that. So whatever's left, what do you think about this? Mark, April 1st, May 1st, June 1st. How do you feel about that? You want to get that money invested in three months? I'm kind of liking that plan. The thing is, you could make it, you could stretch it out. The problem with doing dollar cost averaging is that what whatever happens, you know, you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself, right? Because if it goes down again, you're gonna say, Oh, I should have waited. But you gotta start somewhere. If you're not comfortable putting that much in at once, then then why don't you figure this? I've got you know, for the rest of the year, nine months left, and you can split it out across nine months and you can do it more slowly. I would do three months. I would do a third, a third, a third, and get that money invested. And you know what? If the market goes down from here, so be it, you know, but we've seen uh, a third of the market retract in the past 45 days. And, and I think this is a good time to get going. Don't second guess yourself. Keep that money invested and stay true to your plan, okay, whatever you decide. So good luck, Bob, and thank you so much for writing. And for all of you, you know, we get a lot of emails from people, and and some folks are saying, you know, oh, you only have rich people who have money. Anyone who has a question, just tell them to send us an email. This is a show where we are trying to take the mystery out of your financial life. Well, everything is very mysterious right now. I don't know have all the answers, but maybe if we can just walk you through and calm your nerves down. No, don't run to the bank and pull all the cash out. It's the same sort of that same thing of buying the you know, 400 rolls of toilet paper. You don't really need to do that. It's going to be okay. And we are going to get through this together. It's a terrible time in many ways, but it's sort of a beautiful time as well because we're all helping each other out. These are difficult times. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to raise your hand and say, I need help. You can start with us, but if you need more help than that, maybe we can help you out and find the right person for you. So give us a holler. It's askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. Thanks for listening and be nice to each other. Keep your distance and be smart. All right. Take care, guys. Take care, guys.